Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of leading conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Hello, this is Cheryl Esposito, and we are once again lucky enough to be recording from Bali, the great island of Bali in Indonesia. And today we are especially fortunate to be in a beautiful setting. Um, the place is called Narata Center for Living Awareness, and it is owned and founded by a man whose name is Peter Richa, who we have with us today. Peter, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. Me too. Yeah. Glad that you're here. Oh, thank you. Um, I had the good fortune of experiencing this beautiful place um, a few months ago. We were here for six days, and it is a complete retreat from the busy world and craziness and complete immersion in beauty. And it was just such a gift. It's so great to be here. So today we're going to talk a little bit about transformational leadership and um, you know, kind of your philosophy around that and some of the things that you've learned over the years. Um, I know that you, um, you're a coach and consultant and you've done a lot of work for many, many years in that arena. And you have an international academy. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what it's called, and, what it, and tell us about that? The International Academy for Transformational Coaching and Leadership. Um, this comes from a, a vision of um, uh, having a context for helping to train people who can help develop other people. Mm. That was uh, the first intention. Mm. So to help them on three levels, to help them change in the sense of making uh, simple behavioral changes in their life, mm -hmm. uh, to learn mm -hmm. both in terms of um, supporting development of the learning process and also in terms of dealing with the effects of past learning which uh, has to do with um, the beliefs that we accumulate from what we've um, experienced in the past. Oh. And lastly, to help people grow oh. so that they can be, shall we say, more aligned with themselves, oh. uh, more aligned with their context, and hence better able to perform in everyday life. Oh. Well, that sounds like a big job. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so transformation doesn't happen fast, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. From one perspective, transformation is happening all the time. Oh, yeah. Because everything is changing, mm. learning is happening, and growth is happening. Mm. But uh, there are some moments that are particularly, shall we say, crucial. <clears throat> um, turning points in oh, people's yeah. lives, for yeah. instance moments of truth, mm. moments of grace, mm. yeah. where it seems that transformation is concentrated and condensed into a, um, a white-hot moment. Oh, that's a good phrase. A white-hot moment is something you can't miss, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Um, In Bali, they sometimes say that Brahma comes once. Oh. <laughs> and Brahma is, uh, is the creator. In Bali, oh. and that expression is like saying that sometimes in your life there's a particularly uh, 
intense moment of choice. Hmm. And uh, important not to miss it. Have you had a Brahma moment? Yes, I think I did. Uh, when Can I you started, share? Yeah. Yes, when I started uh, the Nirata Center for Living Awareness. Ah. Um, it was probably um, towards the end of w what is sometimes called midlife crisis, <laughs> when I'd been in a transitional period for some yeah. years. Yeah. And uh, with a lot happening inside. Mm. And uh, I had the idea of starting um, a center where people could come and work with me as opposed to me traveling and working with them. Ah, how nice, especially in a place like this. Yes. Well, exactly. When I came to this place, uh -huh. um, I had my moment of truth because um, it was exactly what I was looking for. Mm. There was a river. Uh, it was in the rice fields, but it wasn't rice field, it mm. was already dry woodland. Mm. And um, standing there I could feel that it, it had the, the warmth and uh, beauty of the tropics, mm. but we're at a little bit of altitude here, so yeah. it also had the coolness and the freshness of breeze. Mm. There's a river running through it. Mm. And I just stood there and I knew this was the time to go for it. Really? And I felt like an uh, electric shock, oh, you know, like a, a bolt from heaven. No. It, was, it was like, um, now, now's the moment. You can um, choose for something that's like stepping off a cliff. Right. Because uh, although I'd spent some time in Indonesia, I didn't really know the language, didn't mm. really know the people. Mm. And um, I'd never done anything like this before. Uh, but I knew that if I turned it down, it was it was something like um, uh, going back to uh, I think was it Thoreau who talked about a, a, a life of quiet desperation. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, that somehow th th this was a calling towards something mm. brilliant. Mm. I didn't mean that I would be brilliant, yes. but that. There was something brilliant that was beckoning to me. Yes, yes. And uh, so I took the plunge immediately because I'm uh, quite a reflective person. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I tend sometimes to you know, think about things. And, <laughs> a long time, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you don't act them. impulsively? Well, obviously I did. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, uh, Sometimes impulsively, but often not on big things. Oh, I, yeah, I like to yeah. make sure that um, it's right. Yeah, in in yeah. this instance, it was such high risk that I, I had a feeling that if I delayed, I, I might uh, weasel out of it. Huh. So you would talk yourself out of the whole thing? That's what I imagined yeah. at the time. That, yeah. uh, because there were so many unknowns. Mm. You know, uh, my my financial resources were limited. Yes. Um, uh, it was a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know much about building or mm. buying land. Mm. I've never done that. Mm. So you trusted your instinct on this. You trusted the intuitive connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And what drew you to Bali to begin with? I mean, you said you had been here a little bit. What drew you here to begin with? Well, the the external 
push, if you like, mm-hmm. was an invitation to run a neurolinguistic programming training ah. uh, with a group of teachers from uh-huh. around the world. Okay. And participants, there were about 80 participants from um, quite a few countries, uh-huh. from Europe, North America, Asia. Uh-huh. So that was the original factor that brought me onto this island. Right, right. And I was writing a book at the time. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a good excuse to come back to uh, finish the book. Oh, great. And the book uh, was eventually called uh, When Performance Meets Alignment. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the process of uh, working on this book, we were very interested in the idea of pattern as a connecting principle. Mm-hmm. Patterns in our lives, patterns in organizations, mm-hmm. uh, and patterns in nature. Mm. Because early NLP was a lot focused on one-to-one right. relationships yeah, of the that. individual mm-hmm. and work in pairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we were working as trainers and consultants mm-hmm. and interested in how you could use NLP with larger systems. Well, I'm really interested to know how this applies to organizations. and. Um, because certainly there are a lot of patterns of behaviors that show up in different cultures of organizations. And uh, we'll talk more about that when we come right back. The Bottom Line in Business Talk. Voice America Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. No matter what your business is, your company's employees are your most valuable assets. Corporate mentoring cultivates and strengthens your employees' skills and talents so that everyone benefits. Tune in every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern to Mentoring Matters. Mentoring in today's business world with hosts Rainy Petrin and Dave Carson and discover what a mentoring program can do for you and your company. The Bauer Power Hour will focus on ways to improve a company's marketing message. Some of the sharpest minds in marketing will be featured on the show. So listeners will get free advice from folks that normally have to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars per hour to access. Listen live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific, that's 2 p.m. on the East Coast, to the Bauer Power Hour with host Roger Bauer on the Voice America Business Channel. Keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business, this is Voice America Business. 
We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back. We're speaking today with Peter Vritcha of uh, Menorata Center for Living Awareness. And we are here on this beautiful property, this beautiful retreat center here in Cedaman. Yes, Cedaman is the name of the area that we are in on the island of Bali in Indonesia. And Peter, you started the International Academy for Transformational Coaching and Leadership. So with this work, um, are you training people who do coaching and consulting to go out and use the work you're talking about in organizations? Absolutely. Okay. And so you were talking about repatterning. Let's talk about how that applies to organizational culture. Because each, or, you know, all organizations have their own way of being, and it's shaped by the behavior in inside by people who work there. And um, sometimes that isn't questioned. Sometimes it just is what it is and people accept it. And sometimes it's just not really healthy. And so repatterning sounds like it could be a really good thing for that. Is that the kind of thing you can apply this to? Well, repatterning is really more a focus on one-to-one work. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's it's really... um, looking at the, the deep life patterns in a oh. coaching context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's um, one element in a coaching process, yeah. but it gives a chance for a leader or a potential leader to uh, review who he is, how he's working mm. in, the, in the wider context of his life mm-hmm. so that you can unpack, if you like, some of the deep assumptions that mm-hmm. are present mm-hmm. and, um, if you like, put a little air into that which we have inside ourselves mm. so that it can, shall we say, facilitate the natural unfolding that's happening through day-to-day living. Mm. So if, if I am somebody who um, wants to do something different in my life mm-hmm. and I can't figure out what it is um, but I know I'm not real content doing what I'm doing um, what would you do with me? I mean if you came to Nirata? Yes, okay. if I came to Nirata there, there are a couple of options mm-hmm. so one option is where you come for some days mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to take some time by yourself to reflect and mm chill out (laughs) and uh, we're going to have some sessions Mm -hmm. so in that process we we tend to have an opening uh, discussion about what's the general impetus behind taking some time out and then from there we go more deeply into well what we really want to focus on yeah and then we might have a session of repatterning to just look at the, the big picture of the person's mm. life. Mm. And from those three processes, there may be some follow-up that's important mm-hmm. for us to particularly focus on, mm-hmm. and that depends mm-hmm. very much on the individual. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one 
option. Mm -hmm. Another optional is we have a, a program here called Time Out from the Arata Experience. Oh. And um, this is um, involving about two and a half days uh -huh. of sessions working together yes. in order to try and find the, the enigma, the question mm. in the person's mm. life. So what's at the edge of what they understand and don't understand about where they're heading? Mm -hmm. And then five days in silence uh, wow. in a, a very comfortable, sweet little bungalow mm -hmm. by the river that's very secluded mm. with very simple diet, mm -hmm. um, without any of the usual um, add-ons of modern life, right. that is to say, uh, no telephone, mm -hmm. handphone, computer, mm -hmm and not even writing materials. Oh boy. So this is an opportunity for the person really to face themselves. Mm. Um, it's surprising how, how much of a challenge yes. the idea of yeah. taking uh, a time out in that way is for yes. people and how wonderful mm. it is mm. when you see people coming up and um, because we spend so much time in interaction with others yeah. and with uh, things that just eat up our attention mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that to actually be attentive to what's happening inside yourself for a few days mm -hmm. provides a possibility for change to happen by itself, for things to ripen within mm. you. Mm. And people come out, they, they look radiant, they look transformed. And then we spend two and a half days uh, going through and working out the, the significance mm. of what was encountered mm -hmm. and preparing for the return to action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the, um, the sense of place, I mean, this is Bali, this is a place where people get inspired and, um, and people from all over the world can be here and feel the beauty and of course see the beauty and um, do you think that that contributes to the transformation that you see after five days? I mean, would it be the same if you were by yourself in an apartment in New York City? Um, probably not the same. <laughs> For a start, you've got a lot of temptations in the average apartment. Oh, you know, you've got all right, the right. accoutrements of modern life. The telly, the yeah, telephone. Yeah, the yeah. Um, the Blackberry or... <laughs> oh yeah, that! <laughs> <laughs> so here, here you're coming back to something very simple. Mm -hmm. There's something about the soil, nature here, mm. the, where people have had a, a very, very nice relationship with the process of unfolding. Yes. The um, uh, approach that we have that's, you know, got the practical edge from the tools from neuro-linguistic programming has this, this backdrop of um, some wider principles mm -hmm. that, um, life principles that come out of just the, the way things are mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. the, it, it, 
they have seasons, it's not the same, but um, there's a sense that um, things have a lot of continuity. Right. And they change. Right. So people do a lot here for something that's not going to last very long. Oh. You know, they, they will make a beautiful temple. Yes. And the sculptures may weather away mm. with the humidity mm-hmm. uh, fairly quickly. Mm. They make beautiful offerings yes. that are just to be disposed. Right. right. So there's a sense of that things are impermanent. Interesting. But there's also a very strong sense that there are, there's a continuity in life, that there's a stability mm-hmm. that... that uh, interacts with that. Yes, yes. It's very much um, like daily life is sacred. And I don't mean that in the religious sense, but it's um, that there's a reverence for everything. And it takes some time to create those beautiful, beautiful offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but or, or it's just a way that, you know, we say hello to each other here and there's a reverence in it. If nothing else happened for me but that, that has such a tremendous impact on me because in my life in San Francisco, um, it is not like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, there is a, a lack of real sense of connection for most people. It's very surprising though because it's reverent, but it's not sanctimonious. It's right. very, very right. relaxed and right. earthy. So people will go to temple, but they'll laugh and chat with yes. each other. You yes, know? It's yes. Like a, uh, people are very grounded here. Mm-hmm. They're not airheads. Or, yes. You know, and they're, they're very in their bodies. Well, I certainly am experiencing that here and have each time that I've been here. You must see some consistent patterns that show up. Are they distinct between cultures? You know, if it was a Western culture versus an Eastern culture, would the patterns be different in people? Um, or is it so individualized that there really is no similarities that go on? I, I think um, uh, deep down the fundamentals are very similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we often build our lives around um, patterns. Mm-hmm. They're um, natural patterns that come from our experience uh, growing up. Mm. And... Um, they may be to do with things like whether we felt that we were appreciated enough, whether mm-hmm. uh, we lacked something, mm-hmm. or whether we felt constrained to be a certain way. Right. And these things probably fairly universal. Right. But there may be some, you know, little variations in how they're developed. So, for instance. Um, in Bali, there's a, a caste system. Yes, yeah. And uh, occasionally, uh, I've you know, worked with, with some Balinese people, and um, in this kind of culture, mm-hmm. how you're perceived and your sense of relationships is perhaps stronger mm. than often in the West, mm-hmm. where... You know, right from the word go in America, it's you know about teaching the kid to be very independent yeah, and yeah. self-reliant. And right. Here, it's much more the family connection, mm. how the family's fitting yeah, into the community, yeah. 
the status of the family in relation to the social structure. Hmm. Uh, th those things are more foregrounded hmm. than, than for right, us. Right, right. And so I imagine then the way that you would work with individuals from those two different cultures would be just slightly different. Slightly different, mm -hmm. yes. Well, I'm interested to know what those differences are, and when we come back from this break, we can talk more about that. Okay. Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared for continuing business education. Business Talk Radio. Voice America Business at voiceamerica.com. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? How can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Have you ever had a bad day and wish someone could come along and change it at the flip of a switch? Do you dream of living the life of wealth, great relationships, and the perfect job, but don't know where to start? Then tune into The Winner's Attitude with corporate trainers, motivators, authors, and host Jeff and Val G. No difficult strategies or complicated keys. Jeff and Val present a powerful and effective technology to switch your operating system to create the most amazing life. It has been said that winners have simply formed the habit of doing amazing things. When know how to activate that switch and so can you the winner's attitude with jeff and val g broadcast each friday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern on the voice america business channel the winner's attitude switch me on listen wherever you are 24-hour business and financial news solid focused and informed the leader in business talk voice america business at VoiceAmerica.com. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back today speaking with Peter Vricha, founder for Nararta Center for Living Awareness and author of When Performance Meets Alignment, A Compass for Coaching and Mentoring. We were talking a little bit about cultural differences and how some of the work um, shows up. You wanted an example of that? I would love an example yeah. of that. So um, I, I remember working with one of my staff, mm -hmm. and uh, he's from the third caste. Uh, in the village. Mm -hmm. so he's, and the third caste would be the lowest. No, the, it's the, the highest. No. The, no. The, <laughs> there are four castes. Ah. So, 
So really they sometimes talk about it's the, the three casts right. plus the rest. One part of the pattern that came up for him was a little bit like, um, you could summarize it as something, I'm lacking. Oh. And um, he, he is a very bright young man, graduate, uh, speaks very good English. And, but he, he holds himself back because when he is with people who have uh, more money, uh -huh. uh, more educational, uh -huh. educational status like university professors or sure. business people, yes. uh, he, he, this thing comes inside where he feels uh, he's a little bit inadequate or, or not up to it. Mm -hmm. And um, when we looked at that, uh, he had a way also of viewing the world in which he, he, he created a kind of stepladder. So there were people above him and people yes. below him. Yes. And this was a little bit connected to the caste system where, yes. where and this is my perception and sure, the Balinese yeah, might see yeah. it differently. If you're a gusti, you feel like you, you, you've got caste, so you've got something special and status, but, but there, You've only just got it. Oh. And um, the, there's a lot of people who, who don't have the cast. So the Gustis are very keen that you, you address them in the correct way. Really? I mean, I'm a little bit over-exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're very aware of that, that, that hierarchy in, yeah. their, in their way of perceiving their social world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, this was a factor in him... Um, not using his potential. Uh, so we, we found a way to just adjust that ladder a little bit. Really? So, so that he could still distinguish between people because mm -hmm. that's important mm -hmm. in his world. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was more on the basis of we are all equal as human beings. Well, how did you do that, though? I mean, that's a pretty ingrained trait, you know, a belief system for a culture. How would you help him shift that? Partly by uh, adjusting the way in which he was coding the images internally. So instead of having people higher than him and lower than him, uh -huh. we put them on the same horizontal plane. And so the, the visual of it? The, the internal visual. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And um, at the same time working with uh, shall we say, adjusting the orientation of his attention so uh -huh. in the future he would continue to, to think that way. Oh, interesting. And by reframing the beliefs mm -hmm. so that um, uh, he could see the funny side of it, he <laughs> could see the absurdity of it and, and had more space and freedom to, to let go. Yeah, yeah. So there are many ways of coming at, coming at these things, and it's the beauty of the, if you like, the, the blending of fine distinctions that come from NLP with a broader perspective about uh, the, the deeper development of a mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. You often talk about um, keys to mastery, mm -hmm. and I think you go into that in your book a bit. Um, can you talk about the concept of performance meeting alignment and you know mm -hmm. how you use this um, in the work you do with people in business? Okay, so this this has to do in a way with um, 
uh, a way of thinking that is is deeply resonant with Balinese traditional philosophy, mm. and that's saying that uh, on a deep level, life is about a, uh, an interaction between stability and change. Yeah, it's about um, an interaction between. Uh, purity, intelligence, and energy and strength. Mm. So that's uh, like the deep dynamics that's running through us and through all things. Mm -hmm. Now, in that process, the way it's conceived here, it means that it's important for a person to be connected with their inwardness, Mm. to have a connection with what's inside themselves. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's important to be connected with your passion, with expression, with action. Mm -hmm. But they tend to think of action without inwardness as being blind and potentially destructive. And inwardness without action as being rather uh, like withdrawing from life. Mm. At the same time, there's an emphasis on having a direction and um, being connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being very connected to nature, to people, and to spirit. Uh, Having a strong direction and purposefulness in, in where you're going. So these principles, you know, um, help you in the process of coaching uh, get a sense of where where people are. Mm-hmm. You know, are they very mm-hmm. inward? Are they very active? Mm-hmm. Is that imbalance? Mm-hmm. Do they have a direction? Mm-hmm. Um, are they connected? Mm. How, do they have you know? Um, relationships with themselves, with other people, with their company, with right. the, that, that are nourishing. Mm. So you get a sense of where where they're in balance mm. and out of balance. Mm. So you're asking about cultural differences. Sure. You know, North America is very direction. Yeah. You know, where are we going? But there's less emphasis on connection right. and the relationship. And that's reversed in Asia and particularly here in Bali. Mm-hmm. Where there's more emphasis on connection, right, and less on direction. But these, so these things need to be in balance. Mm-hmm. Now, the keys to personal mastery are like higher order developments of these principles that are, are vital for uh, the model of leadership that we we teach here, uh-huh. and in our view, vital for leadership in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Inwardness, we connect with uh, the, the ability to reflect. Yes. And reflection is a creative process. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for people to get good at knowing their intuition or having a sense of what needs to happen without spending a lot of time in silence thinking about something? I mean, these higher order skills, if you like, yes. uh, I think they're difficult to teach. Yeah. But um, people can start to develop them, I think, even without um, taking a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it needs a little bit of a shift of focus. Yeah. So for, for reflection, you need sometimes to take some time out mm-hmm. and um, 
go for a walk, mm-hmm. sit in the park, mm-hmm. and just let things ruminate. Yeah, yeah. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it's it not does. something we do very well. Culturally, we're not predisposed to it. At least in the Western world, yes. right? Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not vital that everybody is reflective. Right. But um, you need a reflective element mm. in an organization mm. Mm. Yeah. as part. Otherwise, it can rush headlong in unfortunate directions. Ah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And we've seen a lot of organizations do that. Yes. Haven't we? Um, countries, too. Countries, too, absolutely, yes. I kind of like one I kind of know <clears throat> these days. Um, and I don't think there's much reflecting going on in the U.S. government these days. Um, a lot of action that is mm-hmm. causing a lot of damage. Um, See, when, when, when something's going on that you don't understand... That's often an invitation to reflection. Mm. Mm. I think one of the one of the things about the the top leadership is that uh, the most senior executives, the chief executives, mm-hmm. uh, the people who are in um, shall we say the ultimate positions of power and responsibility, yeah. uh, it becomes essential for them uh, to reflect. Yeah, because. Um, their, their job is, if you like, to steer the Titanic. You know, it's, it's, it's not an easy business to change the direction of a, of a very large system. So that needs to be approached with um, a, lo- a, lot of, a lot of care. Sure. It also needs uh, discernment. Yes. Which is the ability when you've reflected mm-hmm. to cut through to the heart of the matter. Yes. Now, I think um, North Americans in particular have a... I mean, that's, in a way, one of their strengths, mm. to cut through. Mm-hmm. But if you cut through too quick, yeah. sometimes uh, you, you haven't thought it through. Well, or is yeah. it possible to get to the wrong heart of the matter? I mean, you know, to have a sense that... Um, you're cutting through quickly, you know, oh, that's the answer or that's the problem, and in fact it isn't. Well, I mean, a lot of people might argue, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case, yes. but that the war in terror oh, yes. is, mm-hmm. a, is a, a case in point. Right. Certainly it, it was um, easier to initiate action to invade a country yes. and to defeat it militarily than to manage the, the transition afterwards. Right, right. And with some reflection, that could have been anticipated, Yes, yes. Well, there, apparently there were some people doing some reflection and sharing their beliefs around this, and nobody seems to be listening. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about more of these keys to mastery, and I want to have you talk about them in our next segment. So we'll be right back. More and more people are starting their day with informative, focused business talk. Top experts. Today's business issues. Voice America Business at voiceamerica.com. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Diversity Matters is a forum for lively conversation about diversity and inclusiveness. Co-hosts and diversity consultants Richard Friend and Judy Seidenstein have mastered the art of taking issues seriously without losing a sense of humor, perspective, and grace. Broadcasting every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel, Diversity Matters with Richard and Judy engage others in celebrating people's similarities, differences, and interdependence. Through conversation with a wide range of key thought leaders and practitioners in the field, the show provides cutting-edge ideas, resources, and tools that enable people and organizations to leverage diversity and inclusiveness for high performance. Diversity Matters, a fresh and in-depth look at people at work. Business information you need from the stock market to starting and managing your business. Voice America Business at voiceamerica.com. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back and we're speaking with Peter Vricha today, founder of the International Academy for Transformational Coaching and Leadership. Peter, in your book, uh, When Performance Meets Alignment, A Compass for Coaching and Mentoring, you talk about eight keys to mastery. And five, you, five keys to mastery. Five keys to mastery. Yeah. Oh, well, we can make it eight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to build more and more. Uh, five <laughs> keys to mastery. I guess that's good because then there's less to learn, right? Um, and the first two you mentioned, reflection and discernment. Um, so what's the next one? Well, maybe it's the first one, which is attentiveness. Ah. Hmm. So you want to be attentive first, right? Yes, attentiveness uh, helps you to perceive what's going on. Hmm. And attentiveness is a little bit different from just being paying attention. It, it's having um, some caring in your mm. focus mm. and being able to take different perspectives. Mm. So attentiveness is um, something that um, I, th- 
think a manager's executives need in order to smell, sniff, see, feel what's going on beneath mm. the surface mm. as they walk through right. organizations. Almost like being in an intuitive state. Mm-hmm. Be letting your intuition be open to you know, what may not be seen but still is happening. Yes. It's uh, a phrase I sometimes use is like being at the edge of the beam. You know when you have a torch? Yes. There's a flashlight, sorry. <laughs> Um, there's a clear, bright circle of light, yeah. and then there, there's a bit at the edge where yeah. you can still pick out something, but it's not always clear. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. It's those things at the edge of the beam that often um, are giving you important information. Right. And sometimes we dismiss that when we're going too fast and too focused. Right, right. That makes sense. Okay, so what's next? Um, the fourth key is... Um, uh, commitment. Mm. If you've been a, a really attentive, then you'll have noticed what needs to be attended to. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's going to take you directly to action. Maybe it raises some questions where you need to reflect, mm-hmm. to wonder a bit. What's really going on here? What's this about? Mm-hmm. And when you, you have your, your insight, creative insight, then maybe you need to develop that into a direction, a pathway. Okay, we, we need to head in this direction. Mm. And then the last step is you need to actually start the process of action. Commitment is, uh, from one side, you know, jumping off the cliff. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, commitment is surrendering mm. to shall we say, your wise instincts right. about what needs to happen. Right. So commitment is, is what's connecting uh, what you need to do with the actual action mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it. So is the commitment the decision to act, or does the commitment really begin when the action begins? It's a very good question. And I think it's it's somewhere between the two. Mm. I think, um, I mean, may, maybe people will use these words the opposite way round. But oh. you could say, um, first you decide, yes. and then you choose. Deciding is like, oh, that's a good idea, or that's that's what we need to do. Uh-huh. And choosing is really embodying it and yes, and um, going for it. Right. I bet you've seen some uh, pretty big transformations happening with these, with people implementing the keys to mastery. Huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People um, go from uh, continuing with a particular job mm. and then just going in a in another direction. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't that what often makes people afraid of looking inside to what do I want? Because um, we all intuitively know that if there's that question, there may be an answer that takes us far off the track we're on uh, currently, away from sometimes from the people we're involved with or the job we know or the skill we know. 
and uh, that's pretty scary. What do you think is the quality of the person who's willing to embark upon the transformation path? Well, I, I mean, I, I think people do come to this in different ways. Mm. So sometimes uh, it, it's it's a bold and decisive move. Yeah. Like um, what I've done in my past may have worked very well, but I know very strongly and deeply inside, someone might say, that I, I don't know what to do next yes. because I don't want to repeat right. the, the way I did things before. Mm-hmm. Not that it was bad, mm-hmm. but it would be more of the same. Yes. And I don't know what else right. is possible. Right, right. So there, there are some people coming yeah. at it like that, and some people it, it, it's like um, uh, a slipper, more slippery process. Yeah. You know that uh, they, they they get caught in something that takes them from one thing to the next. Mm. So, in our way of thinking about coaching, we we, we have a phase that sometimes necessary we call nose in the shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's exactly what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sometimes people just find that uh, they get to a certain point and they've had enough. You yeah, know, they, yeah. Uh, something else has to happen. <laughs> so their attentiveness, that sniffing, <laughs> doesn't smell so good? Well, sometimes it's, look at this. Oh, you yeah, have to look. Yeah. You have to look. You can't not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you pushed it in the cu- cupboard for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes also there there are people who come to it by just a, 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 a little trigger. Mm. You know, um, I was I was talking to um, uh, a woman who made major changes in her life recently, mm. and at a certain point she met someone, and. Um, and he just asked her a, a relatively small question about um, about her relationship uh, with her husband. Yes. And it was something fairly innocuous, mm-hmm. but uh, something like, um, you know, how deeply are you really wedded to this man? Oh my! Something like that. And for her, that opened the floodgates wow. of um, re-evaluating yeah. the relationship, and that meant mm. re-evaluating the dream house, mm. the, um, the the career that she'd chosen, sure, yeah. and uh, uh, refocusing the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a, a small right. moment can, right. can stimulate the process right. of transformation. Right, right. Well, and when um, when one is ready to hear it, it won't take much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, the the fifth key to personal mastery is, in a way, the, the ability to be at the center of the first four, mm. and that's the simple ability to be aware. Mm. So awareness. Mm. Interesting. And from that place of awareness. Your attentiveness functions, your reflection, your discernment. And then 
the qualities of leadership can emerge the ability to serve mm. the ability to be purposeful the ability to be inspired mm. and uh, the ability to be passionate mm. and lastly the ability to be present yeah. while transcending your time and your context wow <laughs> this is pretty powerful work it is yes yes well, it's Peter, deep work it's very deep work and um, I so honor you for taking this on and and living what it is you are the gift you're giving to others by helping them to move through this and so privileged to have you taking some of your time out in a beautiful tropical place um, to give to us today with Leading Conversations. Um, if people want to know more about your work... Um, look at our website, okay. www.transformationalacademy.com um, okay. or awareness-bali.com. So those those are two two ways, and there's a contact Great. possibility through there. Great, fantastic. If they want to look out for when performance meets alignment, I, I think it's available through uh, Amazon.com. Oh, great! Wonderful. Or AuthorsOnline.co.uk. Terrific. Or it's downloadable as well. Or it's downloadable. Well, there you go. And well, the technology is just you know helping us all the way around the world. Absolutely. Peter, thanks so much. I'm grateful to have you here today. Thanks for coming. So everybody, remember, think big because the world could become a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-B-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.